one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. We're back after a little bit of a holiday break. The Force Center podcast feed is up and running. Have you checked the shows for this week? There's some good ones. That databank brawl with Mike Black. If you haven't had a chance to see, uh, listen to that. Bistain versus Short Trooper, one of my favorite battles on databank brawl. 
Glad to have Mike Black on the show. He's on the show uh, coming up on Tuesday if you're listening in order. But if you are just uh, clicking on it, here's what we do. Spotlight Star Wars is, for the most part, my monologue from me to you, the Star Wars fans. And the last time I was on, I did have a guest, though. We did a show with Mark Riley of Collider Video and Schmoes. No, doing the top five Rogue One moments for us. We each presented five. Some were the same. And I asked you guys out there in social media land to give me your choices on Twitter using the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, and I did get some responses. So at the end of the show, we're going to go over that. But I do want to talk about what Lucasfilm has done, what Lucasfilm felt they needed to do, which is interesting, and that is, of course, to directly address the stories that had broken on some certain... uh, Movie news websites that you should take with a scoop of salt. And that's the business. I'm in that business, too, a little bit. Uh, a different side of it, I think. Um, schmoes, no, Collider, we definitely deal and dabble in movie news. More than dabble, we're in it. Movie Talk is a daily show on Collider Video. If you haven't checked it out, live, 10 a.m. Pacific time every day, we break uh, break down the news stories. Um, schmoes, no, the schmoes, no website at one point was in the scoop game. I didn't have much to do with that. Worked over at Screen Junkies before Screen Junkies news came about, uh, but it was in development while I was there, and uh, they uh, they kind of are the same with Collider. We react more to the news. We're not in the breaking news business. That is a different game, and the times they have changed. It is now big business, and I get it. I'm not here to cast aspersions on any one website or any one person in the scoop game. I get it. It's business. You get money, and here's the thing. A lot of them are true. I can tell you that. Being on the inside, some of these scoops do end up being true or close to being true. Or when there's smoke, there's fire. There's some truth to it. Uh, I know that. Uh, Schmoes know we uh, had some scoops that we broke a few years ago and people attacked us. People doubted us. And I will not reveal the sources. But some of the stories came from people in the very room that the news item uh, that was created began. Like they were there. It was first-hand account. And they slipped us the information. And we published it. And people attacked us. But we knew it was true. That said, this past week, the story came out that Lucasfilm was negotiating with the estate of Carrie Fisher to use her image in Star Wars Episode Nine CGI style much like they did with Tarkin in Rogue One, and like they did with Princess Leia Carrie Fisher at the end of Rogue One. Now, we here at Force Center, we're part of the Star Wars discussion world, and here's the thing. I don't want to... We're not part of the problem, but we're part of the system. It's the business. This is a job now. Side note, I, I love... Uh, getting made fun of sometimes by, oh, your job's to talk movie news? Yep. Guess what? My job now, fully functional, health benefits, vacation, time off, my job is to be in this space. It's a job that didn't exist three, four, five years ago. I couldn't have imagined having this job. But much like the sports media world that blew up in the late 70s was always present, but then the arrival of ESPN turned it into something. And uh, this is the thing now. It's, it's like sports, but for movies. That's what it is. That's why we call this Force Center. 
get it. We're in the business. We're in this discussion world. So if we see a story that says, hey, they might go CGI with Leia. We discussed it last week on the show. What should be done with the character of Princess Leia? It's a fair question to ask and discuss. It's part of our job. It's part of our passion. It's part of what we do. That's fair to ask. That's fair to discuss. But what's what's interesting is these sites posting stories, these scoops, these rumors of rumors of rumors, saying and making it sound that this was going to happen. Lucasfilm doesn't really normally address this stuff. They just don't need to. They have podcasts listed on their website. They are very supportive of the Star Wars fan community. I can tell you from working at Collider Jedi Council that Disney is aware of the show and considers it part of the, uh, the community of Star Wars and the business of Star Wars. It's an interesting relationship for, for sure. And if you all saw the Red Letter Media uh, Geek Squad podcast, which was uh, you know, uh, a shot across the bow of a lot of shows that I've been involved with, but uh, most importantly, Jedi, Collider Jedi Council, um, which I, for the record, thought it was funny. I get it. I love what the Red Letter Media guys do. They are in a position where they can do that. They are in a position where they can parody the business that, in a way, they helped start with their Phantom Menace review. Uh, I get it. Uh, I'm supportive of that. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So we're going to talk about that stuff. We talked about it. Uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's idea that Princess Leia should be recast out of respect to the character, as hard as that may be to wrap our brains around, but that the character, the story needs to go and needs to finish in the right way, and it might be more valuable to do that and thus recast the part. We all talked about not wanting Carrie Fisher to be up on screen for an entire movie in a CGI manner. Um, It is different than Tarkin. It is different than Peter Cushing. Cushing not only died 22 years ago, was uh, on screen for a small fraction of the Star Wars universe as a whole. He's appeared in animated shows, as has Princess Leia, appeared in books. He is key to the Star Wars story, and I think was key to Rogue One. But the honest truth, no disrespect to Peter Cushing or the estate of Peter Cushing, which gave their blessing to Rogue One using his image, seeing Tarkin, a.k.a. Peter Cushing, on screen in Rogue One, just wasn't as shocking. Whether or not you liked it or not, whether or not you felt it should have been in the story or was executed in a good manner, that's a, that's a different thing. But uh, seeing it up there uh, carried uh, less impact in the sense of uh, no one went, ooh, too soon. Seeing Carrie Fisher young was weird and awkward. I don't think the uh, effects were as good as the Cushing ones. Um, but again, it was it was fun. I can't deny when that, that image popped up the first time I saw Rogue One, tears in my eyes. Loved it. Uh, I still like it in the, in the subsequent viewings I've had. It's just a good geek moment and makes sense for the story. But what has happened, what I find interesting, is this week Lucasfilm, Disney, via... StarWars.com, their own website, came out on January 13th with a statement simply saying a statement regarding new rumors. Now, again, they they need, they want these fan community podcasts. It helps spread the word. It's important. It can be annoying. In the Schmoes No world and Collider world, there's now some shows about us. There's after shows about what we do. 
And it's weird. It's the first time I've experienced that directly. You hear some things that you don't like. You hear some speculation that you know is not true. Or you hear some speculation that's too close to the truth and, and you don't like it. Or you take some criticism and you forget the praise and you focus on the criticism. It's a weird thing. But it helps our brand because people are talking about us. No press is, is bad press. Bad press is good press. So again, I have no doubt that Lucasfilm, Disney, uh, anyone in that machine um, likes having the podcast. It just might be annoying that there's an endless speculation, and, and a lot of that speculation whirls up into what a lot of people perceive as truth. And then these stories, which are not necessarily from the Star Wars community, from movie news websites, come out and say they're negotiating. Carrie Fisher, the image of her, will appear in Episode 9. That's what's going to happen. But Lucasfilm comes out and says a statement regarding new rumors. We don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess Leia or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was is, and always will be part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our princess, our general, and more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia, and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. It's telling how important Carrie Fisher was to us and them, how important the character of Princess Leia is to the story of Star Wars, that they felt they needed to do this. There has been a little bit of backlash on the use of, of Peter Cushing in Rogue One. It's not just about that uncanny valley and the problem with the technology maybe still not being perfect, just the idea of this actor passes away in 1994, and yes, his, uh, his estate says yes, but now it's something actors have to consider. In 1994, certainly Peter Cushing, upon... Uh, uh, passing away, or I should say approaching his his death, if he had had the opportunity to say, hey, do you want your image used in 2016 in a Star Wars movie? Uh, He might have been like, I'm good. Thank you. It's one thing to be in an animated form or a comic book form or your character talked about in the book, but to see your face up there, some might not want that. Personally, me? No one's asking me because I ain't been in a Star Wars picture, kids. I'd be okay with it because... Hey, that's cool. I still get to be in Star Wars even after I go? All right. Carrie Fisher liked her appearance in Rogue One, according to uh, what we're hearing and reading. Again, believe on the internet with a grain of salt. A scoop of salt, as I keep saying. Um, But I can see that. I can see Carrie Fisher not liking it because she always seemed to have have a little bit of an issue with the fact that her image was owned by George for all of her life. Um, but I could see her looking at Rogue One and thinking, wow, I was pretty back then, even for a computer, uh, and, and moving on with life and not worrying too much about it. And who knows? Maybe there's something Maybe there's something to it that she would say, hey, you know what? I finally accepted Princess Leia as, as me and me as Princess Leia. Put me in all the movies. Make me a robot. Put my skin on a robot. I'm sure. She had that sense of humor. She 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 had that take on it. Um, reading Princess Diaries, which I'm uh, I'm over a hundred pages into it. Uh, I, I uh, had the book, but 
couldn't start reading it and uh, right away. And unfortunately, she passed away. And now I'm reading the book after. We can talk about that separately on another show. Maybe with jo- Joseph and Jennifer around. It is a great book. Uh, hard, some hard moments to read because she talks about her uh, her dying, uh, makes references, jokes about it. Um, but she. She now seems to be and seemed to be at, at more peace being Princess Leia than she was back then. And also back then didn't know what was coming. So it's hard to say. If you had asked Carrie Fisher in 1984, hey, you want to be digitally recreated in Star Wars, um, she might have said no. Now she might have been like, whatever. Put Gary the dog in the movie as well and I'm fine. We never will know. That's the sad thing about it. But I find that it's interesting that Lucasfilm felt the need to come out and address this directly. And I think they should have. I think it was important. It's important to us fans. Um, I think I could have gotten to a point where I was okay seeing Princess Leia CGI. Um, but I think I more would be more willing to accept a recast. But I think still my, my choice might be to to find a way to properly write out the character from the story. But even then, that's tough. I agree so much with Joseph's point that the character, which is something, a life of its own, Princess Leia is its own character, its own life, its own force, separate from Carrie Fisher, which is so weird about it, how big the movies are, the franchise is, that uh, the character deserves a good ending. So if it's a recast... Maybe it's a recast. But I, for one, am glad that Lucasfilm has come out and said, nope, it ain't happening. She means too much. That they recognize there is a difference. And it might be cold to say that. There's a difference between Peter Cushing in 2016, having passed away in 1994, and uh, Carrie Fisher now. They do have to meet. They do have to talk about it. They do have to figure out what to do. That is just the business side. The Fast and Furious people had to do that with Paul Walker. And they uh, they handled it in a good way, by all accounts. Uh, I'm not a fan of that franchise, but I uh, believe in what I hear and what I hear from people who love those movies and fans of Paul Walker. They were happy with the, the ending they came up with for that character. So we'll see what they do. It's complicated. I... I wouldn't want to be in anyone's shoes over there at Lucasfilm dealing with the Princess Leia issue. Because it is. It is. It's key. But I do appreciate that they came out and said, don't worry. We have too much respect for this person. Too much respect for this character to just shoehorn in a, a digital answer. Maybe times will change. I don't know. But it seems uh, they're hurting just as we are as fans. And, of course, no one is hurting as much as the family. We'll see. It's something to monitor. It does show you that Lucasfilm and Disney are listening, and I like that they don't come out and have to speculate on everything. You don't see official posts regarding Snoke, what happens to Ezra, or uh, officially answering the complaints about new canon about, say, the lightsabers and kyber crystals, bleeding the blade, all those kind of things that are those uh, routine Star Wars fan debates. And I, as a fan, it's always nice to be reminded that uh, we can get, uh, get outside of our heads. We can spin out of control. It's fun to speculate. But also, sometimes we should just remember it's fun to just be a fan. Speculation is part of that. But to just sit back and enjoy what they present us. Because Lucasfilm has done a pretty damn good job since Disney took them over. 
They've done a damn good job presenting us Star Wars stuff we as fans can appreciate and love. So, what do you think? What do you think about Lucasfilm having to respond? Should they have? Did they need to? Let me know. At hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Follow me on Twitter at CatNapsock and Force Center Pod. And those of you who have done, done that already, you participated in our little Rogue One top five moments. I wanted to know some of your moments and, and some of you rode on in. Um, so I wanted to uh, read those and address those. Mark Riley and I had ours. Uh, go back and listen to the previous episode of Spotlight Star Wars to get those. Uh, and uh, you know, you can still write in, still tell me if you agree or disagree, or, or just again, it was more about adding things in that we didn't talk about. So let's start with Michael Bates at Pygmy underscore Warrior. He said, great moments. I'd add Jin watching the hologram, of course, of her father, Galen Erso. It's emotional, and we find out the Death Star was rigged. You know what? Yeah, that's a great moment, Michael, because uh, Felicity Jones did a, a good job as Jin Erso. I just still think... Something changed in the in the cuts of the movie, and from again from those things. And I'm not gonna go into the re, reshoot discussions. Put that to bed. But clearly, there was different scenes in the trailers, and I thought there was a different spark to Jin in those trailers and, and Felicity Jones' performance going in. And and the movie was kind of I don't. She wasn't one note. She's a great actress, um, but she was a, a dour, serious character. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And uh, some of her motivations change quickly. It's just what you sometimes have to do in movies and movie storytelling. Things have to happen and and you have to get to some points. Um, But the hologram scene was was her finest performance, I think. Her finest moment, I should say. You believed it, seeing her father for the first time. Now, having read the novel, there's more to that scene. There's more depth to that character. That's what you're going to get with a book. Uh, if you haven't read that Rogue One novel yet, do it. Alexander Freed did such a great job. I finally finished it. Um, I should say finally. I, I, I read, it, read it at a very fast pace. There's so much stuff to the Jin saw relationship and the Jin Galen Erso relationship, meaning there wasn't one. And this is someone who felt her father had abandoned her. And the movie comes off a little more like, hey, Galen says, hey, just remember everything I do, I do it for you, my little stardust, and uh, go have a good life. Um, that didn't sit well with the character of Jin Erso. She felt abandoned. She was old enough to know that her father left and her mother was killed at the hands of these guys in black and a dude in white. And then you go and you're raised by Saw Guerrera, the rebelist of rebels, and she's had a tough life and a, uh, a, a troubled life. And so that moment of seeing Galen Erso in hologram form, knowing he's alive and knowing that he... He still had her in her heart in some way. It was a hard moment for the character. And I think in the movie, that was perhaps the best Jin moment. And a shiny moment for Felicity Jones. Jared Kozal at Jay Kozal says uh, his favorite moment, Vader's castle on Mustafar! Exclamation point, an old Macquarie concept deepens the character's tragic legend. Jared, I am right there with you. I loved the castle. Loved that it was on Mustafar. Love, love, love. And you're right. The fact that we're learning a little bit more in some of the interviews with the designers of the movie and the people behind the movie and the writers that, yep, it was Mustafar. Yep, it's key. Uh, The placement of the castle is key. Both it sits on what might be an old Sith temple or someplace key to the Sith. And... um, and wow, I said that with a lot of fifth, the fifth, uh, and uh, and the castle has to do with uh, a lot with what happened in Revenge of the Sith. I, I believe I saw one note it overlooks the area in which uh, Obi Wan Kenobi chopped him up and left him for dead. Thanks, Kenobi. So, Jared, I absolutely agree. I do like the castle. Um, in in uh, after the first viewing, uh, that scene itself did, in the end, come off like a. Bit of a business meeting with Krennic. That line about choking on aspiration is not my favorite. Um, and a little bit like Vader talking about the PR plan. Uh, we bury this lead, all right? There is no Death Star. Tell everybody. Um, so that scene uh, could have had some better moments, but overall, loved it. And I hope we go back to the castle in some way. And yep, the Macquarie callback is great. Then, all right. Here we go. Sarah. Sarah checked in at Sarah, with an H, Sarah R70. She's got a lot of moments. She took the time to check in with some 
with just a lot of moments. And, I, and I'm going to respect the effort she put into this, and I'm going to read them all. I'll read them all, and then I'll go back. She says, Vader! All caps. Beautiful, beautiful slaughter. Take it, take it. Violent. She says, Jin kicking Stormtrooper butt with Cassian looking on. Very impressed. Um, the I am one with the Force. The Force is with me moments with Sherrod. Uh, she says, Hammerhead ship destroying two dar- Star Destroyers in the shield. Which good good moment. Uh, she says, Bodhi, look past the uniform, like that. Uh, Everything X-Wing is awesome, which I believe is the B-side to the Lego song, Everything is Awesome. Uh, the shared Emway joke, are you kidding me, I'm blind. The stunning visuals in the Death Star on the horizon. Sarah goes on to say, Cassian's inner battle. Should I shoot? Should I not? Krennic terrified as Vader gets closer, going back to the castle scene. And I do believe that is one of the finer moments of the scene. Uh, Jen mirroring Cassian's earlier statement of rebellions are built on hope. And Bail Organa deciding to reach out to, quote, an old friend and heading to Alderaan. Uh, and she puts a sad face emoji on that one there. Um, so, Sarah, thank you for taking the time to put in your moments. It seems as though you, like many people, myself included, enjoyed Rogue One. Some of those moments, yeah, the Vader moment at the end. Spectacular. Brutal. Just what I wanted. Jin kicking Stormtrooper butt with Cassian looking very impressed. I do like it. It was reminiscent to me, too, of Finn watching Rey kick some ass on Jakku. The shared stuff, I'm one of the force, the force with me, is great. It's great to me because it's the Guardians of the Wills. Uh, it ties into that. And again, going to the novel. If you haven't read the Rogue One novel, or you're thinking about it, but you're like, it's a novelization of a movie, I don't know if I want to do it, pick up the Rogue One novel and read. And there's a lot about the Guardians of the Wills, and I am with the force, and the force is with me. And you go into Baze Malbus's head as well, more than you do in the movie. Um, uh, the Hammerhead ship destroy. Yep, I love the Hammerhead ship. Callback to a Rebels episode. Callback to a role-playing game vehicle. Um, great moment. I like that. I love the moment when Raddus, because you all know I love Admiral Raddus. I love when he turns around and is like, I got an idea. Call up a Hammerhead ship. Uh, hammerhead Corvette. I got I, I, I'm thinking about something. Uh, it's good. You Again, I'm going to refer to the novel too much. It's going to be annoying how much I refer to the Rogue One novel from here on out. I get it, and I apologize in the, in the events. Um, in the novel, you get a little bit more. There's a skeleton crew. The captain stays on the ship. They could have done autopilot, but they feel it works better when actual humans are in control. And there was a bit of a sacrifice to it, um, and it just adds a little more weight to what is a great moment on film in the theater. Uh, Bodie, looking past the uniform, uh, Bodie's a great character, and, and I wish you had we got to spend more time with him to learn about what the sacrifice truly meant. Everything X-Wings is awesome. Yeah, that space battle. Right, Sarah? That's like the best thing. I, I, I want to see the movie again right now. Uh, I'm planning on seeing it in the next couple days here again, simply because I have to see all that stuff in the theater again, and the X-Wing stuff is awesome. She goes back to share it with Are You Kidding Me, I'm Blind. Funny moment. The stunning visuals of the Death Star on the horizon are great. They are what uh, stuff we saw in the trailers that made everyone go, hmm, this looks like it's going to be a gorgeous Star Wars picture. The one on uh, Scarif is my favorite when, you know, Admiral, we're picking up something big coming out of hyper space and then there's the Death Star there. Just beautiful. Some of the best Star Wars imagery around and I love it. I agree with that there. 
She talks about Cassian's inner battle. Should I shoot? Should I not shoot? Talking about the assassination attempt on Galen Erso. I do like that moment. There's a lot to that Cassian character. A lot of conflict. A lot of what he's done for the sake of the rebellion. Did it cost him some of his humanity in that moment? He decided maybe it did. And uh, his growing loyalty to Jin and, and all those kind of things. Uh, that was a great moment. Talked about Krennic terrified as Vader gets close. It is a good moment. It is... Uh, uh, I would have liked to seen the stuff with Krennic standing up to Vader, talking about an immeasurable power, all that stuff, but I'm okay with that going if I get that moment where Krennic's just like, oh no, this is not what I wanted. I thought I wanted to meet with Vader. Did not. Jen, Mary, and Cassian's earlier statement of rebellions are built on hope. Uh, you know, I like that moment. Rogue One has the word hope a lot. Uh, almost to the we get it point, but uh, there were some poignant moments. and I, I like Cassian's better. But I get that Jen's going to use it and it shows her growth and what she's now believing in versus what she didn't in the beginning of the movie. So it's a good moment overall. And finally, Sarah at Sarah with an H R 70 says bail Organa deciding to reach out to an old friend heading down around. It is a good moment. It is almost for me. Almost. Um, did I, did I just do the red letter media thing? Yeah. For me personally, yeah, it is. It's be, it's because you got to be careful. You don't want to offend anyone out there, Red Letter Media. You don't have to play that game. I get it. But for me, personally, the Bail Organa scene was almost too on the nose. It was almost too wink-wink. But you got to remember a lot of fans didn't understand that and, and had to piece it together and needed it to be a little more direct. For me, uh, uh, watching it the third time, I liked it more than I saw it the first time. It just is a, it is a good moment. It is a sad moment. Bail Organa is a great and important character within Star Wars. And to know that uh, his end was soon after that moment uh, is, uh, is interesting. And also there's some fun now speculation on what the... What they hope to get out of Obi Wan and what Leia was uh, her mission was—it's uh, interesting. It, and, and again, hey, in the Rogue One novel, it is an interesting moment. And Mon Mothma is a great character in the novel as well, too. Has a little more screen time. Thanks, Sarah, for contributing and taking the time uh, to respond to all that over the holidays. Um, going back now to uh, some of the stuff uh, uh, Christmas Eve, she was writing in. Jared French says uh, the new—he uh, has a general question. Let's go back to that. I'm going to go back to that, Jared. Okay. Sorry. Reading as I go. Uh, and Sean Fitzgerald has a good one. He says, when uh, that guy chased down Mon Mothman said the rebels aren't scarce and Admiral Raddus is taking his ships to fight, I like that moment too, Sean. It is a great moment. Number one, it's my boy Admiral Raddus. And I love that smile. It's a confusing smile on Mon Mothma's face because she seems like she was going to, you know, just kind of was given up with the rest of the rebellion. Or actually, I don't, I don't think she was given up. I think she was given up on trying to convince the rest of the rebellion to fight. And I think that's why the smile comes up. And she's like, good on you, Radis. Like, we need you. Um, that is a good moment. And it's it, it just leads. When Radis's ship comes out of hyperspace, it is a fist-pumping moment for me. Um, and it starts with that, where the excitement kind of builds in that moment. And it is it is is a fun moment indeed. Um, I want Jared French asked a general question. He says, new character interest for Rogue One, which would you rather see in comic book form? General Radis or Two Tubes? Look, I'm going to go Radis all day, all the way. Love General Radis. Great character. I'd love to see him show up in some kind of form in Star Wars media. Rebels, I'd love to see him on screen in Rebels, a comic. Be good too. Two Tubes and, and what you got going over there with Saw's Rebels. If it's two tubes specifically, I don't know much about the character yet, so it could be interesting. But Saw's, Saw's little rebel cell is interesting, and I think you still 
could get to see more of that simply because saw in the Ghosts of Geonosis episodes for Star Wars Rebels, the two-parter, comes out somewhat unscathed. And we know from that time, which is about two years before Rogue One, to, to Rogue One, he gets messed up. His body, he loses limbs, he can't breathe, there's something going on with Saw, and he's a little bit too healthy at the end of Rebels for me to think that uh, you're not going to see why. And so you could see more of Two Tubes and Saw's Rebel Cell because of that. But to answer your question directly, Jared, I'm going Radis. Absolutely. Um, and then Patrick Barman, our friend at Force Center, uh, our friend at excuse me, the Imperial Podcasting Network, uh, he says, uh, I know you're over Maul. I'm not, yeah, from a certain point of view, I'm over Darth Maul, but I still like the character. Uh, he said, would you be up for a new Maul book in canon? Now, I do believe we got the comic book coming out soon. That's about Darth Maul again. So a book, yes, here's why, Patrick. Um, a book to maybe end all books on Maul. There's a lot in EU that's no longer canon relating to Maul. Um, so let's take some of that stuff. Maul's an interesting character to me. I just kind of, you know, I've re- he's been used so much that I personally, and there it is again, me personally, have kind of uh, pulled away from the character a little bit. But if you could get the book to end all books on Maul, here's the Maul story from prior to Phantom Menace to maybe his end. Give that to me, give that to us, the Star Wars fans, and then close the book literally and figuratively on Darth Maul for a while, if not forever. That might be something I could be happy with, but it's a great question, Patrick. So um, that is that for this week on Spotlight Star Wars. Thank you so much for those who participated in the Rogue One moments. And you can participate as well, always, no matter what the topic is. Just write me at Spotlight Star Wars. That's the hashtag on Twitter. Follow me at Ken Napsack and Force Center Pod. We're still doing a push on the Twitter uh, for Force Center. We're trying to get to 1,500, and we are very, very close. We're trying to get that. Uh, like us on Facebook as well. Again, follow me at Ken Napsack of the Napsack Files podcast feed, uh, which was my first feed before Force Center. That's where Spotlight Star Wars began. Well, that feed is back on. There's a Patreon page. You can type in the Napsack Files on Patreon and find it, or you can go to my Podomatic page and find the link. Guys, uh, this has been fun. Getting back in the groove in 2017, talking Star Wars. We are uh, going to have a lot of fun things for you 2017 on the Force Center podcast feed. Thank you very much for the joining us for the journey. So until next time, for me, for Admiratus and the Rebellion, we'll see you next time. May that Force thing kind of sort of always remain around you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.